everybody! Hi, friends! Well, from wintertime in Salt Lake City... It's Thank God I'm Atheist! The podcast! I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to be talking about prejudice and the Mormons. What we're going to be talking about is uh, power structures and the Mormons. But all power structures. It applies to everybody and to everything. All right, Dan. Yes. So the Catholic Church apparently in this country has a little bit of um we still have one of those a, a Catholic staffing church? problem. Oh, they're having a hard time getting priests. Oh. So what what do you do, Dan? What do you do if you need priests? Uh, you apparently still have enough parishioners that you need priests. You I run out to the gay clubs and I start shaming like the wind. <laughs> nope. Oh, you are right to like go searching. Uh-huh. Um, the Catholic Church apparently is importing clergy at this point. Oh, from Africa, where the Catholic Church is growing. Oh my God! And so they have an abundance of people who are excited. They're they're excited about Catholicism. They are right? young and hungry. Yeah. And so they're going to the seminaries and they're becoming priests and they don't really need them in Africa. And so they're coming to the United States where the number of priests has dropped 60% in the last 50 years. That makes sense to me. Like who the fuck would want to be a priest in modern America? No kidding. (laughs) It would be, that's a disaster of a calling of of a job. The worst thing ever and it and this makes sense to me the priests have uh, the numbers total numbers have dropped by 60 percent the number of nuns uh-huh. has dropped by 75 percent yeah and that that makes so much sense in my brain because it's like well at least like the priest thing comes with like you know the 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 benefit of you know a little bit of stature and standing yeah in the some social cachet yeah and the nuns what do the nuns get Fucking nothing, man. They just, they, they, every now and then Whoopi Goldberg makes a movie starring them. That's, <laughs> that's as good as it gets when you're a nun. They, but they don't use real nuns. No, I'm just saying. But it's a fun media portrayal. I'm saying, yeah, they, there's, they get to, they get to feel like they're, uh, and, and, and yeah, there, there's a, like a social thing of like nuns feeling people have this general sense that nuns are good. Mm. unless you're a, a, a horror movie fan in which case you go the opposite <laughs> direction uh the article says that there's no specific causes for these declines or that they don't know what the specific causes are uh for the decline um i mean but I some have speculated um yeah what would yours be <laughs> yeah. uh I'm, I'm gonna guess that all of the uh like the priest pedophilia revelations uh starting back whenever those started uh, oh yeah Killed it. Like they took away like the fringe benefit, right? Like, <laughs> that is not where I was going with that. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, that was, that was it. Right. Like, <laughs> wait, we don't get to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, that was not like, what I was thinking. Everybody it's probably a little wrong to refer to altar boys as fringe benefit, but <laughs> Oh God damn. Woo. We're a, it's a punchy That's- show, you fellas. Yeah. <laughs> just put on your seatbelts. I'm just saying. It's, yeah. It seems obvious to me. Uh-huh. Right? 
Uh, probably a little <laughs> bit more likely than that, though, would be, uh, you know, like it's rough. You can't get married. Yeah. Right. Like that's got to be huge. That has to be huge. I mean, the th- oh, you know what? Another thing is gay people are enfranchised now. Oh, yeah, of course. I think that's huge yeah. because the people that were like, OK, with them not being able to have a relationship are the Catholics who realized, fuck, I'm not actually interested in a woman. Right. So I guess the priesthood seems like a great place for me to just hide and nobody will care and nobody will know. And it'll just right. like, because, yeah, yeah, if you can't come out. You can't then come out. You go over there. You just go do that. And who knows? Maybe you and then you get some to other priest you get too. to be not only a stay Catholic, but you mm-hmm. get to be a prominent Catholic, and yeah. you get to be well respected and stuff instead of hated as a as a as a gay man pariah. Yeah, as a gay man. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's probably a huge thing. Once yeah. society started saying, "No, it's totally cool to be gay," you just you know, if you're choosing between gay and Catholic, choose gay. Come on, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm actually really glad about the importation of African priests. Mm -hmm. Because I like the idea of sort of conservative Catholics in the U.S. being confronted with diversity. Yeah, well, the article actually goes on and talks about one specific parish in Alabama. Uh, Yeah. That now has has an African immigrant priest. I love it. Who... um, is tending to the flock there, right? And, and presumably and has an 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 African immigrant sensibility mm-hmm. that will be that will be beneficial. I mean, it, it might be, yeah. So hopefully, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. I, I'm Who sure. Knows? I'm sure that it'll get fucked up somehow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take us to Israel, and I'm uh, and you know we're going to circle back there a little later. But uh, this first one. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Frank, but uh, we, there's a pandemic that's been happening. Mm, I'm, uh, not, I'm not aware. You know, it's been flying under the radar for most people, <laughs> so it's fine. Anyway, uh, Israel was fast to get vaccinations mm-hmm. launched. They were mm-hmm. one of the first countries, and they went On hard. It. Yeah. And they went fast. Yep. But... Not everyone in Israel was on board. And as a matter of fact, uh, the worst group to not be on board was the group that wasn't. uh, And that's the ultra-Orthodox. Oh, okay. Uh, For whatever reason, the ultra-Orthodox start just decided to reject the vaccine. I don't... Do they have a tradition of being uh, anti-vax? Not that I'm aware of, but they do... They. They, I think they do. They're very suspicious of outside things. There, apparently, a lot of the lies and a lot of the the, the sort of conspiracy theories and mm. whatnot mm-hmm. had filtered into their their, mm. their world. Okay. Yeah. And the reason that I say that they are the worst group to be doing this is that, unfortunately, they tend to be low income. They have they are crammed into small sort of uh, mm. you know ten- tenement housing mm-hmm. like lots of lot and they have big families mm-hmm. in you know fairly small apartment buildings all put together they're constantly going to mm. synagogue together all mm. of these men gathering all the time at synagogue mm-hmm. um, they're into big gatherings mm. they're into big groups so uh, it has hit them by far the hardest. Mm. Yeah. 
that's rough. So, uh, so now they're they're working on it again. Uh, there's a big push with uh, with Omicron variant making its way through to to get people up to snuff and and get because you know the vaccination rates among the general population were around sixty three percent and uh, about forty five percent have been boosted. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty good. Not great. It's about half that among the ultra orthodox. Oh God, really? So the government, the health ministry, has been trying to work with the rabbis, and just saying, "Hey, help us out here, fellas! Come on, kick in!" <laughs> yeah. The the article oh. that I was reading even talked to a guy who literally just uh, he had an appointment. This was an ultra orthodox guy uh, had an appointment to get the vaccine. Canceled it, and like his reason, eh, I'm not opposed to it. It's just laziness. No, not no, absolutely That's- not, sir. <laughs> also, how lazy are you? That's you. Literally, only have to roll up your sleeve. You like I you like, guarantee you know someone difficult. who has died from this. Yeah, you personally know someone. Who died from this disease? Yeah. How lazy can you be? That somebody else is pushing the the shot into you. You could be don't sitting have to do down. Anything. <laughs> you could be. You're just. You could be taking a nap. Yeah. Exactly. It might wake you up. It might not. <laughs> it's such a tiny needle. I barely. I've. I have not. I have yet to like feel any pain from any of the the no, shots. Not me, me neither. I've had pain after. Oh my gosh. I got I got boosted this week and oh, did it, it kind of kicked my butt. I had really? to wait a little bit because uh because I caught the cold. Oh, that's right. It kicked like you got a little sick? Yeah. Oh, really? I had a bad night that night. I was oh. I was uh, I, I was uh shivering cold oh, and then like that. boiling feverish. Oh my god. And was your arm sore? A little bit. Point of my point of injection all each three time each yeah. three times has, has hurt gotten sore yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but other than that nothing yeah hmm. that's that's all you have to do that's it that's it so i hate that that's the worst all right <laughs> are you done with your story yeah yeah go ahead. okay well yeah I, this is a story that caught my attention um about uh that um vladimir putin oh i've heard of him he's a he's been around he's He's been doing some great things for Russia. He's a fitness He's really, guru, right? <laughs> is that who the, one one would think that? <laughs> that's not. That's. I see where you're coming from. With that. Uh, no, uh, he. Uh, I guess he does an annual press conference. Oh, nice of him to yeah. deign to do that. <laughs> this article refers to it as the annual press conference. Right. Uh, I don't know. He probably does more than that, but this is a this one is the annual one. Sure. Uh, anyway, he he talked ab- about the need to uh, balance artistic freedom and religious freedom. And by balance, I mean completely uh, subvert it, I yeah. guess, underneath the religious freedom, <laughs> which I guess reigns supreme in his mind, or at least that's the message he's trying to send out to maybe some, you know, Muslim majority countries. Yeah. But he says that insults to the prophet are a violation of religious freedom, 
Okay. Oh, wow. And the violation of the sacred feelings of people who profess Islam. Oh. Um, so he's trying to be nice to some... Uh, yeah. This, 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 he did not just come up with this on his own. No, this, right. was, this was not a message that he's... He's not talking to the Russian people when no, he says that. No, he, he has a specific audience. Hey, OPEC. In mind. Yeah, literally. <laughs> It's it's shake someone that he is talking to <laughs> exactly. when he says those words. Um, well, he, he he specifically called out like the the Charlie Abdo thing. Sure, right, which was um, a thousand years ago. He says that um, that that acts of of insulting the Prophet Muhammad right give rise to extremist reprisals, and then he talks about the Charlie Abdo thing in Paris. Which is just, it's all so backwards. Yeah. Because you're blaming the victims right. for their, the, the violent uprising. I mean, Frank, like, there, listen, there were two them. crimes that happened. One dude drew a picture and then another dude blew up a building. Right. Uh, with people in it. Right. I mean, when you weigh those against each other, it's basically even. I know. It's basically the same. And, you know, you're never going to, like, like stop extremists from, right. like, <laughs> respond, like, it reacting to, like, it's just so fucking But you ludicrous. shouldn't feed the beast. You shouldn't be, like, supporting the extremism. But, I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's a Putin thing. Yeah. He likes to support the extremism. Oh, yeah. Extremism yeah. is great for him. But I just, I, I'm like, I want to see what the next, next uh, big ally of uh, Russia is. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, the big ally of Russia next will not be California. I can tell you that. Oh, are they insulting the prophet? Um, well, presumably. <laughs> but also the other thing that they are doing uh, is prepping for an inevitable thing that we all know will happen, which is that moment when our United States Supreme Court, beloved yes. institution that it is, yes. packed full of ding-dongs now, <laughs> makes uh, Roe v. Wade obsolete by making it okay for people in Texas and other backward states to completely criminalize abortion again. Right. So California, as in response, has actually done quite a lot. And there's, there's a consortium of abortion providers there that are prepping for abortion tourism, abor you know, abor oh. travel abortion. And the state's getting involved. The governor, Gavin Newsom, is, uh, is also pledging to make funds available mm. for those who can't afford it, for, for housing people. You possibly for childcare while while wow. someone gets an abortion, um, wow. possibly travel expenses. Anyway, they're all working together because somebody's got to help the people who live in the dystopian nightmare. Right, and uh, California is stepping up. Uh, is largely stepping up, much to the chagrin of uh, of conservative Christian Californians. Oh no, who have work to do. They, oh my as God. in the in the words of one Kathleen Domingo, who is the executive director of the California Catholic Conference, or CCC, 
But they should probably spell it the fun way with K's. <laughs> don't you think? Anyway, uh, they she she said, we're in a position here in California where we really have a fight on our hands. Yeah. Well, fight. Yeah. We know I, you, yeah. Anyway. Yay for that. Uh, you know, basically, uh, one of the things that they're planning on doing, of course, is uh, pregnancy resource centers. We've talked about these before. The pregnancy resource centers are these lovely places that make it seem like they're there to help a pregnant person make whatever decision is best for them. But Mm -hmm. then the person goes in and what they get fed is a bunch of shame and a bunch of lies, literal lies about what abortion does to the, their bodies and you know what the risks are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and then just, Tremendous amounts of pressure not to get an abortion. Right. They are not healthcare centers at all. They're not even uh, centers that care about the uh, emotional well-being of the pregnant person. They just care about getting that baby burn. Well, yeah, because every ba- every baby is a blessing. Yeah. Dan. Until I'm- it's born, and and then uh, helping would be communism. <laughs> They're not, they're not pro-child, they're just pro-birth. But yeah, there you go. Uh, mm. But it is kind of fun that, that uh, there, and there are one, you know, to be fair, there are actually clergy people in California who applaud this effort and are actually helping yeah. to, try and, uh, to try and get because abortions to people who need them. Good, good. Um, and if it takes buses and trains yeah. and... Holy cow. Yeah. I, you know what? Throw, throw in a trip to Disney while they're out there. I'm just glad. It's good that people are being proactive Mm -hmm. and getting some things because we, we know which, which way the wind is blowing. Yeah. And so get ready and, uh, and take a little wind out of the sails of these anti-abortion people in conservative states. Like the abortions are still going to happen. Yeah. There's definitely still going to happen. It's just now, a little more difficult, but uh, you can keep your your dead baby tally going. Yeah, because have fun with that. Enjoy yourselves. Oh, and they can have their little statues of Jesus holding fetuses. Yeah, there was one that same Kathleen Domingo was was talking about how horrified she is that the state might actually force medical professionals to to learn about and perform abortions, even if they are Catholic and that Catholic hospitals. Cause a lot, again, a lot of rural hospitals out in the middle of nowhere. That's the Mm -hmm. closest hospital for hundreds of miles. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are run by the Catholic church. Oh, geez. So she's, she's very worried that, that they, that those hospitals will have to actually do healthcare. Oh, all the healthcare, all healthcare. They can't pick and choose which healthcare they can't, they can't, they can't not do some of the healthcare and they don't want to do all of the healthcare. That's some, they want to be left out of that goes against their whole thing. Right, Dan. Yeah. So what do you think of this whole new, uh, James Webb telescope? 
Well, are you excited? As are you excited as I am? I'm I'm quite excited. I think it's 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 neat. Yeah. It's gonna be a million miles away. I know. Just discovery just keeps happening. Yeah. Like we keep learning more about this universe. Yeah. We keep looking at other solar systems, yeah. looking for planets that could possibly hold life, even. Who knows? Like, this is insane. Who knows? What times we live in, Dan? It's amazing. Times that are so crazy and so <laughs> exciting that NASA NASA, Dan, has uh, gathered a a couple dozen theologians (laughs) together to and 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 has asked them to please assess how we as a people would react upon the discovery of alien life. Oh, I just, it's how just, are we going to respond, Dan, as a people? Is it going to be crazy pandemonium in the streets? Are people going to be losing their faith? Oh, no. Will people lose their faith? Oh, gosh. Will people maybe turn to faith because of all the, I don't know, confusion and yeah. mystery and whatnot. And, and, and fear. Fear. The, the fear. The fear. Uh, yeah. So this program was started in 2016, Dan. Okay. Uh, 24 theologians. Uh, took part in this uh, in the program that has been titled Societal Implications of Astrobiology. <laughs> and it took place at the Center for Theological Inquiry at Princeton University. And I'm going to assume that my tax dollars are paying these people's salaries. $1.1 million grant yeah. from NASA. Yeah. And the, the uh, Center for Theological Inquiry, uh, apparently their mission is to build bridges of understanding by convening theologians, scientists, scholars, and policymakers to think together and inform public thinking on global concerns. Let me tell you something. A theologian doesn't know anything more about how the humans would react to the news of alien life Mm. than a fucking screenwriter knows. Right. But they are asking important questions like, what does it mean to be alive? (laughs) And where do we draw the line between the human and the alien? And what are, <laughs> what? The, what are the possibilities for sentient life in other places? So that one, they definitely, they have no clue on that one. Yeah. I think asking I, them it, the question of what does it mean to be alive? They can sit and ponder on that. Sure. I think that's an open question. Yeah. And I, you know, biologists haven't really drawn any hard line. They keep doing it and then they keep erasing the hard line and right. filling, you know, moving moving it around so it's complicated yeah it is complicated it's a it's a it's a fair question yeah but what happens when we discover another civilization and they don't have space jesus i think yeah right yeah or worse they do or what right (laughs) but he's a different one he's a different space jesus i i ours is space i I mean i let's be real here if they convened this thing, it's not about what happens if we discover. It's about what happens if we find out about the ones that are already here living oh, among us. I know. That is true. That's why they have to ask that draw where do we draw the line question? Because like, right. are the reptilians that we have been interacting with on a daily basis just human now? Yeah. Are are they dateable? Yeah. Can you like they can be hot. I'll just say. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. I, oh, yeah. Lizard people are so hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, 
I just think theologians are going to find some kind of oozing life somewhere. Yeah. Some sort of massive cells on some planet that's doing something. Yeah. Growing, moving about. Yeah. Breathing, having babies. The the trick is if, if it's, if the web telescope is what finds it, we'll never encounter it. No, I know. It's yeah. far too far away. It will never come to us. It will <laughs> never get to it. Well, I did hear. So, yeah. So one of the things that the Webb telescope is doing is looking in as far back in time as, as it can. Yeah. Right. But I, I heard that they, there are astronomers who are getting time on the Webb telescope to point it toward um, systems that are nearer that are to closer. us to actually get a, a, a more fine resolution look. At, at that system and That's see if they can actually get a better sense of those planets. Yeah. And, may, so, and maybe they can look, you know, I don't know how useful it would be, but maybe it'd be useful for looking at stuff within our solar system, you know, look at Jupiter's moons and see what's happening out there. And I mean, you could, yeah, you, it, it, it would, it's too close. A real, it would just be too big. Maybe, maybe it's the, just a really the field of view would really be. too right up, right up in Uranus. <laughs> But you really dug for that one. <laughs> it's right there. You gotta do it. There's nothing. I. It's not my fault that they named it that. That's not my. That's not on me. You could choose to call it Uranus. I could. You could choose that, Dan. But that would ruin my but whole. You life. would be a little. That'd be a little too grown up. <laughs> yeah, <it> would. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, I. T- I said I was going to take us back to Israel. I'm taking us back to Israel. Oh, okay. Uh. And and again, the pandemic comes into play on this thing. And mm-hmm. in this case, it is because last week, well, actually, it, okay. So in late December, Israel posed a ban on all incoming travel from the U.S. Uh, in the, just mm-hmm. because the Omicron variant, yeah, was coming up. They good they just decided no smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then a, a week and a half ago, the U.S did a travel ban from for Israelis coming the other direction. So tit for tat. Yeah, exactly. This isn't a sanctions thing. They're just, everybody's (laughs) keeping themselves safe. Um, However, Israel made one uh, interesting group of exceptions, which is you've heard of the group birthright. Um, No, or this is, this is a, a, a thing that happens where they take, Young American Jewish people. Oh, I've heard. Yes, I've heard. Uh, and yep. and they they take they take them and they they live in uh, Israel for a short time, right? And just sort of get to know their their heritage and their whatever. Yeah. And uh, apparently, a carve out was made in the travel ban for the birthright kids to go out. Oh, okay. So, okay, you know, it's your country. You can. None do of them could possibly have right. Jews can't have COVID. We're just trying to keep the Gentiles out. They're the ones with COVID. Anyway, I, yeah, as as weird as that may be, you know, it was like it's in the, the low hundreds of people, you know, 160 yeah. people. So what happened? Did it, did it cause a huge, like, outbreak? Oh, no, it caused outrage, though, <laughs> among all of the Christians who wanted to go there for Christmas. Oh, no, the, poor Christians. The Christians, they, they love to go to the Israel for the oh, Christmas. Oh, no. They want to sing carols to the baby Jesus in Bethlehem, goddammit, and they didn't get to do it, and they're miffed. 
Do they sing? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. They, they sing carols to the baby Jesus? Well, they sing carols at the place that is supposed, supposed to be the, the, you know, that somebody has marketed a little place really well as being the actual birthplace of Jesus. And everybody's just sort of been okay with it, I think. God, they're dumb. They're so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but yeah, so there's all, all these people who are, you know, this article quotes a guy named Frank Cox, who's a pastor at North Metro Baptist Church in Lawrenceville, Georgia, mm. who uh, who had uh, a group of 40 all mm. set to go. Oh, no. They were going to travel all over Israel and Jordan to, to walk where Jesus walked. But uh, <laughs> turns out they're not going to get to. Oh. He said, I'm glad the Jewish groups are getting in. But be consistent across the board. Yeah, that's... He's right. (laughs) Those Christians should be allowed in. Poor dears. Oh, my God. It's just so dumb. It's like... I mean, I want to go to Israel at some point. I would like to... I'd like to see it. I think it'd be very interesting. Great. Don't push your case, though. It's a pandemic. You You just... You didn't get to go. Somebody said you can't come in. It's like, oh, well, par for the course. Yeah. I can't go anywhere right now. Yeah. Except a couple places that don't seem to care. Yeah, exactly. Those are probably the places, probably the places you shouldn't go if, uh, if, if they don't care anyway. (laughs) Indeed. Oh man. So there you go. Jews pissing off the, the Christians again. Not the first time. Not the first. It won't be the last either. (laughs) Nope. It won't. Well, if you have anything you'd like to tell us about your uh, travel plans being canceled and and you not being able to see the baby Jesus, please write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There is more show coming up. Frank, Dan, um, we've we've played many a Hank Kuhneman clip uh, on this oh, show. He's a Pete. He is. Uh, he's 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 a delight. An awful what man. He? What is he? What he's awful. A, he's a pastor extraordinaire. Ah, oh, so good at it. Uh, you know, he's one of these guys that's got a, a big set because so, it's a TV pastor you know or mm-hmm. he, he yeah. broadcasts this thing i don't know about oh, tv yeah. but you're not a real pastor with, unless you're on tv with the uh with the internet you know it sure looks like tv that's true it's yeah. it's not you, tv it's hbo the, i mean no. sometimes the production values of these things they're, be, they're better than you want them to be yeah that's true it's, it's a little surprising <laughs> it's an ugly set don't worry it's <laughs> terrible and his hair is all does it have lattice work on it uh, I love the sets that have lattice. It work. doesn't have lattice work. It's it's more it's more like quasi futuristic. It's it's more it it, mm. it like they're trying to do a space set. There was a yeah. There was a cheap. Uh, there was a sale at you know off, off the lot at Stargate SG One or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, it, one thing we've never heard from Hank Kuhneman. Are his uh, is is his musical uh, talent? Oh, and we really? will we will continue yeah. that trend today. Though he is going to try to thwart us. 
Uh, we're not going to hear any musical talent, but I, and I have to describe for you. I want you all at home to picture what's about to happen to you. And it's not going to feel good. <laughs> this is an uncomfortable moment. So brace yourselves. Uh, we, he's going to address his pianist. He's going to walk directly up to his pianist, who is a black man. He's going to put his hand on this man's shoulder, who's sitting down at his, at his keyboard. And all of this will happen with the two of them in very uncomfortably close proximity. So, oh boy. Oh boy. I'm, uh, I shall, so, I sounds good. play it for you now. Let's rap together. Are you ready? Play me some rap music. Where's this going to go? You don't even know how to rap, do you? do you? Do you even know how to rap? Oh, yeah. I want you to know as we go that there is something that is true all about you. You see, 2022, it shall be known to be true. Yeah. Hey, I'm talking to you. And the devil shall be bound and brought under your feet to the ground because the Holy One shall arise and bring you a surprise. It's going to be a year that you don't have to fear because the King shall remember you. the best rap I ever gave, but what was that for music? It sounded like Lawrence Welk. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now there's time to rap. Oh, no. My, my butthole is clenched so tight right now. <laughs> it's going to be days. It's, Dan, I don't know that can, I uh... can recover from that. He literally, <laughs> at the end, I don't know if you figured out what he was doing. He was insulting this man that he made play music for him right as not being rappy enough right did you hear what you just did hank kuneman <laughs> i don't know that was really good rap as far as raps go <laughs> it, was a, it was i mean he needs to start going into rap battles is what oh, he needs to do yeah <clears throat> He's someone like, call eminem Got the rhyming going on so well. Sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. Uh, uh, you don't have to rhyme all of them. Is his philosophy on rap? <laughs> oh my gosh, that I, I. It, well, the thing that's clear is that he's a huge um, rap fan. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, he. Uh, it's it's not just rap for him. It's hip hop. He gets it. <laughs> he just gets it. Lovely. Oh my god, that was uh, very uncomfortable for me. Listen, hey everybody! Hi. Did you notice last week's show? Oh, no, no. We need to talk about it. <laughs> uh, what most of you listen to, we've we've now dropped the actual show. Yeah. Uh, so that's in your feed if if you didn't catch that. But uh, last week we just did. We gave you a free sample, uh, entirely on purpose. It wasn't at all. Just a total accident. It was our Christmas gift to it you. It was our Christmas gift to you. We gave you the Frank and Dan diary, which is supposed to be just the thing that we give to our patrons. Yeah. 
And we don't really announce what it is, which might be helpful if yeah. this ever happened again. Yeah. I think people were confused. I think. Because we didn't we didn't talk about anything. We didn't. It's so free form. It was, yeah, it's yeah. So. It's, it's literally just us talking uh, about whatever. Rambling. Yeah. Like. Uh, and and believe me, our rambling is brilliant. So totally <laughs> worth it. And now you know brilliant And now you, yeah, well, you all know. Because we didn't select that one. That wasn't like we chose the pick of the litter <laughs> for your entertainment. No. So sorry yeah. if you uh, were expecting a full-length show and what you got was uh, nothing like what we normally do. Uh, <laughs> our apologies yeah. for that. Um, people did respond to it, though. Yeah. Uh, we did have a few responses. Whew. Um, if, if you heard that, uh, so Wendy wrote into us, uh, Wendy, uh, this, this is apropos of our conversation that wasn't meant to go out to the public. That was just for <laughs> the patrons. Just for the patrons. Uh, I'll reiterate that. Uh, no, I, our, we did at one point get into the, uh, the culture war that is the generations, mm. uh, talking about the various, all the, all the various generations. Yeah. Uh, we being Gen Xers. Yes. And the people older than us being boomers. Yes, indeed. Wendy says, why is bashing any group okay? The LGBTQ plus community is clearly off limits, but why are boomers free game? These groups are an artificial construct that group people together based on the year they were born. You might as well be bashing astrology groups. I fall within the years that would cause you to label me a boomer, and I'm not those things that you accuse them of. I know you mean well, and you have a podcast to run, but in a season where so many of us struggle with our mental health, it seems like a cheap shot and it's painful. I'm going for a 1 in 12 chance here. I hate Aries so You much. know what? They are awful. <laughs> Can we just not with they the Aries? the worst. <laughs> Wendy, we did not mean to hurt anyone's no, feelings. of course not. Of course not. Um, and I thought that we were pretty clear that I we said so too, it was not but. about any individual particular boomers, just that their generation as a whole has ruined our entire society. It's your whole generation, not you in particular. Right. Way to double down. I'm. It's joking. We do jokes on the show. That's how we do. <laughs> but no, we don't want to hurt no, your feelings. But sorry, sorry that your feelings were hurt. I yeah. think that that's, you know, wait, that's kind of a shitty apology. Sorry that your feelings were hurt. Well, we don't intend to we hurt anybody's to, feelings. Yeah. It really yeah. was just uh, meant to be joking. So, yeah. so yes, that's, that's where we're coming at it from. Uh, Melanie wrote into us. Hey, Frank and Dan, uh, I'm an expo exmo lesbian. That would be an ex Mormon lesbian. And I was visiting my parents for Christmas this weekend when I learned that my great uncle was a gay man who died of AIDS. Hmm. At his funeral, his twin brother... Oh, God, this is heartbreaking. At his funeral, his twin brother spat in his casket and said, I'm so glad he's finally dead. <sighs> I never met him, and I have no reason to believe I ever will, but it's terribly upsetting to realize that this same family who accepts and loves me also rejected him hmm. so viciously. God. The queer community is still nursing wounds from the AIDS crisis, even those of us who were only alive to catch the tail end of it. So here's my tribute to Uncle Charles, who deserved the loving version of our family just as much as I do. Hmm. Thanks for all you do. 
Well, Melanie, I uh, I'm raising a glass also to Uncle Charles. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and to all of those, you know, especially back then, the pioneers who uh, who had to go it alone mm-hmm. uh, with families that didn't understand and and wouldn't. And there and you know, it, obviously, it's wonderful, Melanie, that your that your family now accepts you and and loves you. But there are yeah. plenty of people who don't uh, accept their gay kids, and it's. There's still a fight. It's still a thing. It's still a fight. It sucks. Yeah, it's and rough. It's hard to hard to believe. Yep, that people are still that way. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Uh, listen, we have some folks. Uh, we have some folks to bestow some magic powers upon. It's so true. Well, they, and it's they purchased it. They they, yeah. they bought it. They, they bought it. Purchased. That's right. These priesthoods that we are more than willing to sell. Yeah, exactly. Please purchase a priesthood. And for so powers. much less than other priesthoods. Oh, yeah. Other priesthoods will cost you 10%, of, 10% your of your entire income. That's nah, ridiculous. No. We're, we're not asking anywhere near that. Matter of fact, we're not saying what we're asking. We're just letting you pick. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Ira came in. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to give Ira. Uh, he is a priest. Ira is Ooh, a priest now. Nice. So uh, blessings upon you, Ira. And we have a new deacon as well, and that is Carrie. So uh, thanks to both of you. We really appreciate your coming in uh, and supporting us this way. And listen, uh, I'm amazed anybody supported us at all at all uh, this week, especially after after oh. we released a... Uh, a not tr- the right show. A not this show, but... The, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it was us speaking into microphones. Yeah. So it was a show. It technically counts. It technically counts as a show. Yeah. Uh, but you guys, thank you so much. It was, you know, it's funny because our patrons actually got the full show. Yeah. So it was a flip flop. Yeah. Usually old, the patrons only get the secret feed. This time they're the only ones that got the real show. I know. Uh, anyway, if you want to be a patron of the show, uh, we encourage that. We'd love to have you on board. We, uh, yeah. we, you know, it's what, it what it's what makes this possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you could be part of that, uh, beautiful legacy if you just go to thankgodimatheist.com click on the support us tab boom you're there it's great uh and we and we appreciate it i think we have one other person we do indeed dan we have our top donor our lord and savior demonium thanks everybody more show coming up Dan. Yes. The Mormon Church. I've heard of it. Yeah. They, I, I've, uh, uh, I've been indoctrinated there into. <laughs> Same here. Uh, they haven't always been super <laughs> on um, the race issue, have they? <laughs> what? I it's mean, kind of been a little bit of a tr- struggle at times. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> They're the only ones that figured it out. One might say there is actually a history of racism. Of, of dramatic Racism. Institutionalized. Yeah. Doctrinal. To the marrow. Racism. Like dyed in the wool. White people are good. (laughs) Black people are bad. And basically that's what the message, almost the entire message of the Book of Mormon is. (laughs) Just, and if you become good again, you become white again. Yeah. Like literally that's the, their, their, their foundational document goes back and forth. Good people becoming bad, getting dark, 
Yeah. Bad people becoming good, getting light. It's yeah. And they would have you think, right? Like the hires hires up in the church would have you think that even though there might be some stories and that's the people themselves of the church, they're not racist. How could they possibly have learned racism from this racist book? (laughs) Oh, I've heard Mormons actually talk about converts of color (laughs) in the church. And have you noticed they'll actually comment on the color of their skin? Oh, wait, you've never heard a Mormon. Oh, I, you know, I've, I, I haven't heard it personally, but I've, I know that it happens. Yes. I've heard it. I've heard people actually comment and say, oh, they're lighter than they used to be. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there's a book that came out in the seventies, I think that was by uh, a man who then became, who later became the prophet of the church, Mm. uh, Spencer W. Kimball, Mm -hmm. who talked about some kids, some a Mormon family, a white Mormon family adopting some uh, Native American kids, mm. and how how it was visibly, it was noticeably visible that their skin became more white as as they were raised up. Oh, in so gross. The goodness of the church. All right. How did how did you even mm. repeat it? How, I couldn't get the words out. Man. No, it's not. It's not it's good. So gross. It's very gross. Anyway, in spite of that history. Mm. In spite of these institutions, there are, in fact, black members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yep. And the church, slow though it is to do so, wants to take steps mm-hmm. to, uh, to ameliorate prejudice in their ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they, they took a step. They actually, you know, they they had been uh, so the the church owns a publishing company called Deseret Book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deseret Book has decided that they are going to that they're going to launch their version of Masterclass. You you've heard of Masterclass? Yeah, it's like a famous filmmaker like talks for twelve hours on camera, right? About he, about how the, you know, right. or or like you know a, a master gardener will teach uh, yeah. you about how to do your thing, or, or yeah. you know, there's they have a whole all of these different things, right? Uh, and you know, Gordon Ramsay will teach you how to cook if you pay for oh it on God. Masterclass. Oh wow, yeah. So the so Deseret Book wants to do their own Mormon version of Masterclass, which they're calling Seek. Mm, uh, that's good. And this is to to help Mormons with things like how to get the most out of scripture study or, Hmm. you know, how to be okay with yourself living as a single person in the Mormon church, which if you, if you know anything about Mormonism is literally the worst thing you could possibly be. (laughs) If you're over the age of 22 and you're still single, uh, you're broken. There's no place for you. Um, It's 26, Dan. Okay. No, uh, I, isn't it twenty six that well, yeah. Young actually has a quote. Oh, like, really? A man, a single man over the age of twenty six is a danger to a danger to society, society or, or something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I yeah. remember that now. Yeah. The lessons have lingered. So anyway, uh, Desert Book and their Seek platform actually sought uh, a guy named James Jones, to uh, who's a, a a black member of the church. Mm-hmm. To do a uh, one of their one of their master classes, one of their things about 
how to rid yourself of prejudice. And he's like a podcaster. They just didn't pick that's, a, that's a right. random, the, the black member that they happen to know. That's right. Right. Like they actually sought out somebody who has sort of a media experience that's, and a little yep. bit of a presence. Yeah. And, yeah. and they clearly like, I look, the truth is that if you are a black Mormon, the church knows everything that you do. <laughs> they have listened to all of your podcasts. They're watching. They're paying attention. <laughs> Because if nothing else, they want to turn you into a celebrity. The church needs front-facing black members. Yeah. They're very interested in what you're doing. So anyway, they went to this guy. They said, hey, uh, let's do this thing. And he, and his response was, okay, I'm I'm willing to do this, but I need to be able to do what I want to do. Like, you can't censor my content. Mm-hmm. He's not going to swear and stuff. Right, 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 right. But you can't, you, you can't censor my contact content. I need to be able to say what really needs to be said in this. In this. Right, right. And to my shock, they said, okay. Oh, wow. And then to my even greater shock, they followed through. And they actually filmed the damn thing wow. with his script. Uh-huh. He made it as he wanted it to. They edited it. They got it all uh, tight and polished. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Mormons know how to polish some media. They're, they, oh, yeah. they know uh, what they're doing they're with media. Yeah. They advertised it on their on their website and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it turns out they're pulling it. It's out. What? They, uh, they, they what happened? It never got in front of anyone's eyes. It was going to launch... I think uh, next, just at the beginning of the year, uh, but December 1st, they announced that they are pulling it. Oh, boy. And the reason that they are pulling the video teaching Mormons how to not be prejudiced mm-hmm. is because this man, James Jones, James C. Jones, mm-hmm. had made a Facebook post back in August criticizing one of the most important Mormons, the, the brethren, mm-hmm. the apostles yeah. who made a heinous speech down at BYU. I, I don't remember if we talked about we this did. or not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this heinous speech where he basically, uh, his metaphor was about musket fire. Yeah. He was literally talking about bringing out guns when it comes to making sure that they don't, Loosen their grip on their homophobia. They need to hang on to their homophobia for all they're worth. Right. And this was, of course, an awful thing to say. Mm-hmm. And this guy called them out. And the point of this story, <laughs> I think, because, listen, I genuinely think that the church understands that they've got a PR nightmare. Mm. Just forever hovering over them with the race thing Mm -hmm. just permanently a giant pr cloud Mm -hmm. and they know that they need to take steps to try and fix that right it has been a problem since the beginning and they've been behind the curve the whole time and i genuinely think that they want to help Mm -hmm. but this illustrates an interesting problem that i think can apply to almost any structure and that is that the desire to do the right thing only lasts up until something rubs wrong against the power structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can't, you can't insult your boss. 
right? You can't insult the president of, or he wasn't the president of the church, but one of the top guys in the church. You can't, I, and, and not expect that there's, that there's going to be consequences, Dan. <laughs> you can't go on and talk about, you know, prejudice. Right. And, and, and rooting it out of the, the, the church and the community and everything. Uh, while calling somebody else out for right. their prejudice. Literally. You can't do that, Dan. The guy they hired to help Mormons <laughs> not have prejudice <laughs> calls out prejudice and gets in and trouble. is fired. Yeah. You are dismissed, sir. Well, let me tell you, they went back to the to the to the chalkboard and they were like, why didn't we hire Gladys Knight? <laughs> They, yeah, <laughs> I just, I feel for this guy so much because he, the job that he was tasked with was so important and would have been so yeah. vital to him, to his own thing. And the weight of that to say, you know, I'm going to, and he wrote about this, he, but the, the, I, the weight of the, the task of like, I'm going to be the one mm -hmm. that my church can turn to. And that people who look like me mm. cannot feel as lonely in this white church. Yeah. Cannot feel so awful, can feel support, some modicum of support from their church. Right. And can have a resource mm -hmm. that they can point people to. Oh, yeah. So that they don't have to be the ones, so that every, you know, the black person in the ward, the only, the one black person or the one black family in the ward, right. doesn't have to be the one to educate their entire ward right. about it's, how not to treat them right. or about how to, like, confront their own racism. Right. They can say, go to this resource. The church has given you a resource. Right. Right. Because it's not their responsibility to teach white people. Every white person they know. Right. And which, by the way, white friends, uh, don't don't go to your black friend. There are resources out there. Yeah, exactly. If you need to learn about uh, race, and you do, and if you need to learn about your own culpability and your right. own racism, which you have, go consult the resources. Read the books. Right. Don't, don't put this on your black friends. Right. Because it's or, not their responsibility. Or your friends of color. Right. Uh, of any yeah. and sort. They're probably tired of white people asking dumb questions it's not their responsibility so like yeah it's i mean this is the so this is the thing that they've been dealing with this is the thing that uh, all of these mormons of color which should be an oxymoron but it exists yeah this is like this guy had like he was succeeding in it oh and then has like we don't know what he said though Right. Does he, does he sort of outline everything what he said? He it was about? a, it was a Facebook post. It's still up on Facebook. No, I mean, we don't know exactly what was in this, this content. No, I know that he, that much has not been released. Hmm. Um, I, I, I would be curious to see how he brought that lesson into, um, uh, sort of Mormon parlance. I would be too. I would right. love to like, literally if I had just found out that they had released it, mm -hmm. I'd pay to watch it. You have to pay. Yeah. Ah, these people. <laughs> I'm saying. That is just a money-making machine. Yeah. Ah, Have you so met the Mormons? <laughs> Do you know what they're about? They've got a hundred billion dollars just sitting around. The Catholic Church is like, how do we get to be like the Mormons? <laughs>
but they have resources that they're trying to make available that are hopefully going to make their people less racist. I mean, it's not about being less homophobic. We just found that out. Yeah. It's about being less racist. Right. That's what they meant by prejudice was racist. Right. They yeah. should have been more clear. <laughs> Listen, we, we like, uh, we look, there's some of our prejudice. We want to keep, <laughs> some, we got to hold on to a few of them really well, with but our message. We, we're willing to give up the, the racism one mostly, <laughs> but we want to hang on to this LGBTQ one for a while. Uh, we want to ride that one out <laughs> until we give up on it. Oh my god. And we have somebody else produce a different video. Right, exactly. Um but no, like they're making these they're trying to make these resources that ostensibly are to make their people better. Yeah. And you have to like pay more. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. They suck. So it's not enough that you pay 10% of your income to them. None of this is enough. No. No, oh, they suck so bad. They are there. It's the worst. There's the shittiest of all shitty groups. Yeah. They just suck so bad. Yeah, I, they, they really I, do. And we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd like to pray to Jesus uh, on our behalf, you can tell us about it by writing into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and pray at us. Yeah, pray directly. Pray to us. <laughs> no, don't pray to us. No, pray to uh, pray to me. Don't pray to Frank. Frank's <laughs> oh, no good. No. He won't grant he won't grant any of your wishes. Do you know wishes. how insulted I would be? <laughs> Our telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Please leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We would. Uh hey, go to the Facebook page facebook.com/tgiatheist and click on the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. And there's some options there. We're over on Facebook. That's that's a great community. And we also have Discord. And so, like, that's a great community, too. So just join one. Just join one and, uh, and, and be part of the conversation. Uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Happy New Year!